at Pew Talk Podcast, we know that faith starts in the home. We also know that it can be difficult to take what we hear on Sunday and live it out in our homes the rest of the week. That's because information alone doesn't lead to growth and change. But information that's reflected on and put into practice is much more likely to lead to growth and change. Join us as we hear God's word, reflect on it, and give practical starting points to help you live out your faith in your family and in your community. what we were supposed to do. Can we try that again? Truly? Those are gross. Well, they're not. Hi. (laughs) Casey, you're glowing. I get that a lot. Well, you know. Yeah. We're talking about, let's just talk about transfiguration again. Yeah, let's go back to that. I do, although I do not put myself on the same pedestal as Jesus. Moses. I I guess Moses wasn't glowing, though. I'm going more for the Elijah vibe. Okay. All right. Wouldn't we all? Yeah. Wasn't Elijah one that just kind of, he was just told to go and he just dropped everything and left? Like all his livestock and everything and just left? Is that Elijah or Elijah? Elijah? I think that was Elisha, who Elijah called. Elijah got taken up into heaven in a fiery chariot. Yeah. But the other one, he, Elijah told Elisha, mm-hmm. hey, follow me if you want. Here, yeah, here you go. No wonder mm-hmm. I'm so confused. <laughs> I didn't realize that was two different names. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one was young, one was, and then the other one was like, well, if you want to follow me, follow me. And then he just dropped everything, right? And he's like, I'm out. Yeah. And he just like, so. Oh. I don't, that's the story. Those are the, those are two stories that I don't know as well. So I'm not 100% positive. Positive. Eli- the story of Elijah or his narrative does have one of my favorite, I guess, not so much favorite. It's a trivia favorite of the prophet who called on bears. Oh. <laughs> to attack the children who made fun of it baldness. Yeah. That's one my my brother's um blog used to be entitled Of Bald Men and Bears. Um so that's why I, I know that story this, this pretty is well. The thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have to look this up. Yeah, he there there were kids making fun of him for being bald, so he called out bears and the bears attacked the the youths. Don't Elijah Elisha. Ja, the first one. Elijah. Don't make fun of people for being bald cuz bears will attack. <laughs> bears will attack. Sometimes you just can't help being bald. Well, your hair falls But out. it's really, that's not the question, is whether or not you take that and, oh, and make I, it into a joke. I know, yeah. but... And say stuff like, hey, Baldy, what's up? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then bears attack. I feel like... <laughs> yep. <laughs> When bears attack. Do you remember those shows when you were a kid? Well, mm-hmm. when you guys were kids, when I was like a young adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what show? When things attack. Yep. Any, anything. They had. I think they I had one vacuum, when vacuums attack. Oh. When tape measures attack. Yeah. You have one. <laughs> you have to be careful. They, you can cut they, yourself. They, they attack. You can yeah. cut yourself with uh-huh. tape measure. I mean, we learned this week, you know, just don't make hair jokes at all. Yeah. Because <laughs> bear, bears attack. Bears or will just attack. Will or, or will someone oh. will attack. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Went so down that path. Yeah. Go team. Well, Thanks, Casey. We all we all just like be quiet now. Yeah. Anyways, so okay. how is everyone doing? How is God messing with you this week? I'm doing really well. God's not messing with you at all. He's messing with me in a lot of ways, in fun ways. Uh, thinking about towards the future. Future. Uh, future. We're forging forward, baby. Forging future. That's a, what, what's the uh, Fig Newtons? That's what we're talking Ew. about. Fig Newtons. <laughs> well, we're going, we don't need by fig wasps. <laughs> April 1st, the DeLorean Lego set comes out $169.99. Uh, has Peyton been campaigning oh, for it? Uh, I didn't even yeah. know about this. Oh, yeah, you got to pre-order. I'd probably rather have that than the... the, the, the I can't remember how many pieces, but it Star Wars stuff. even comes with a little teeny tiny... Is it McFusion? McF- oh, what's Dr. Fusion. Dr. F- it even comes with a little Dr. Fusion and a flux capacitor. What's a doctor? Fu- oh, the, yeah, we should do that. You have no idea. <laughs> it's like the garbage can on the back of the DeLorean from the end of the first movie when he goes... And he's composting and yes. that's where the energy comes from. And he dumps he doesn't in a, need doesn't he dump in a anymore. beer yeah. too? Yep. I think a beer can comes <laughs> He just raids Marty's trash can yes. and he goes, what are you doing? Get the I garbage. Need, I need fuel. <laughs> Get Whoa, the garbage. Oh, that's really fun. Woo! <laughs> Anyways, pre order it lego.com i'm yeah, guessing I don't, I don't really know yep there you go wow how many pieces is that bad boy? i don't know but peyton's like mom i want to see the size like i'm interested on the it's size decent of that. size i believe okay all right well i that definitely won't be something that i get which is you know just because yeah, i won't get it either but yeah. but it's cool Look, it's easter gifts oh yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Resurrection of Jesus. Especially if we click on you know what? and some eggs. How many pieces is that? I could go get one thousand five hundred and sixty-four <laughs> eggs and put one. Look, piece you can get a colorful Easter egg <laughs> set. Yep, you could. That reminds me of Jesus and a Vespa, because you know who. Right. When I think Easter, I think Vespa. Uh huh. Jesus was going I mean, places. Spring, and you could. I think it's delivering flowers. <laughs> and, and, and Hogwarts, of, of course. Oh, well, because they celebrated Easter every spring at Hogwarts. Actually, we get to see Easter happen in the seventh book at Hogwarts. Okay, what happened is, oh, no. when when Harry is raised from the dead. Well, yeah, but he didn't really die to conquer death. I've never gotten that far in this series. Oh, spoilers! Just Whoops. saying. I got past. Oh the wait, first Landon, movie. don't listen. Spoiler alert. Lucky ears. He's at football practice. He's only read the first six. He's waiting till his birthday. Summer? I don't know. I think summer. Read it's the seventh. A, it's a why wouldn't you? Yeah. Okay. So uh, okay. Casey. No, you know what? Hold on a second. Lacey. Okay. Yeah. How's uh? How's how's God messing with you this week? I don't even want to explain it. Okay. Okay. How well, you know? <laughs> I saved Sorry, the church. I I'll myself. just leave it as that. You saved the church. I did. You did. Mm-hmm. Like you did. all of the church, or just during uh, the building? Just the, the building. building. Like was it on fire? I cannot confirm nor deny. The building was. Was it my son's fault? No, <laughs> and mine neither. <laughs> and mine neither. <laughs> Hello. That was your fault. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, there's a story of a lovely lady. Yeah, that was it. Now, uh, for junior high youth group, we had pizza, and uh, for years, it because usually, usually you to keep pizza warm, you know, you just put it, set the oven like a hundred and just keep it warm. Well, uh, the oven in in the church kitchen, the works coi- very well. Yes, by the way, it really does. The yeah. oven works very well. I can confirm that. No, this is the the oven that you we've always the, had. You, you burn the church now? No, the so the the coils uh, to warm it are on the top instead of the bottom. That's and called what, the broiler. Yeah, no, but for preheat, but it, for the, preheat, it's the top one that turns on. And one of the box tops popped open in the oven and, and contacted the top uh, oil. Yep. Okay. Who, I, who put the box in? Me. Okay. So it was your fault. Yeah. Okay. I didn't say it wasn't. But, I didn't say it was. But I didn't say it wasn't. I, I walked through the church kitchen because I I just needed a snack, so I was <laughs> gonna walk through the church kitchen. And you smelled. Smoke. And I'm like. And smell good, so I go, Casey. And I was it, I was about ten steps behind. And no one's so. listening to me. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, okay, I know what to do because mm-hmm. ironically, I've been in a similar position making coffee with percolator, and it smokes. Trying to light it on fire. Trying to light it on fire. So I went in and I got a fan. I turned it on. I turned on the exhaust fan. I turned on the fan in the kitchen, and then I open up the oven again, and more smoke rolls mm-hmm. out. And then I go, Casey. And that's what I heard. And then Peyton's right there. I'm like, Peyton, go find Casey. And I'm like, oh, Casey, you're behind there. I'm like, this is on fire. And I pull it out and there are flames coming out of yeah. pizza box. So, yeah, I didn't know we were actually going to talk about that one publicly, but you know, whatever. Oh, I'm so sorry. I probably shouldn't have said that. Glenn, just don't pay attention to it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's it was fine. fine. But you saved the day. Jesus. I did. Jesus saves and so was does I Lacey. Was I not supposed to talk about that? Uh, well, uh, well, too late. Whatever. I'm sorry. Whatever. See, this is where whatever. I'm not good with. That, I ambush people. That's you know, one of those things where I'm like, the fewer people that know about that one, the yeah, better. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I'm so sorry. Nobody, nobody listens to the podcast anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is just us having a conversation. Oh my, I probably should have kept my... Is there a parable about the girl that should just keep her mouth shut? No, but there is an understanding that if... Um, <clears throat> what is it? How is it that even though we have people who have that might do false witnesses, witnesses against us, that eventually that it will all work out. Yeah. God will. Right? Is I, that what? I'm not really sure what you're saying. Well, <laughs> I mean, basically, if somebody talks behind me, behind you, behind your back, that usually the earth swallows them up and I bears attack. And bears attack. I wasn't doing that. No, we know it's we're good. I feel really guilty. Uh, well, we'll send the bears later. It'll be alright. Yeah, the bears won't attack while we're all together. Mm-hmm. Only. I mean, we're in a down, severe thunderstorm down, watch down, right now, down, so don't go to sleep. I'm gonna be struck with. I sh- should just just shut the microphone off. No, we you would love feel you. really bad. I probably. Sh- okay, well, you know what? You saved the church. You've yes. got to burn it down. It's his yes. fault. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't deny that i won't confirm and, it and, either and, and don't worry about it if he burns the church down it'll just come out of his pay <laughs> so no, that's what insurance one dollar one dollar a week hey <laughs> I mean, that that's it i'm fine i like email i like conversations I with people terrible. and i we're, ambushed somebody today too so that wasn't good either so i'm sure my, there's a my great comment we're talking about like we're getting ready to build more stuff so you know, let's you know, go you know who really screwed up the me. prodigal son <laughs> oh wait yep the prodigal yeah, son this confused you me, know so I and had so to ask he help. didn't go and burn down a church or anything like that but he no. did go and spoil all his dad and he basically i loved him when you said that and you said the line he's like oh he basically told his dad i hope you die and give me my crap and i'm out of here yeah i was like that's awesome <laughs> not awesome yeah, not awesome but like 
Oh, yeah. That's what but they meant. Really not only right like, I eyes. hope you die, but like, I'm actually just going to live as though you're already dead. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so yeah. give me all that I'm doing. And and the crazy thing about that, like if if I had to like break up my inheritance, yeah, I'd, I, I mean, I'd have to sell stuff, right? I'd have to sell my house, um, cash out my, my you know, my... Um, investments. 401k. Yeah, investments. Thanks. I was um, not sure what to call it. Um, yeah. IRA. My IRA. <laughs> well, yeah. But I'd have to cash those out and then be like, all right, whatever. The the people that would know that would be like um, my investment banker. And the IRS. And the IRS. And, um, and they'll penalize you. For whoever. Sure yeah. And then whoever bought, buys my house. Right? Okay. Um, with this. I think more people would know that. Well, probably. A few. But Get good money for your house. Especially if it burns it down. Burning. No, 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 no. We're not burning it down. We're selling it. So, oh, that, I can, selling. so I can split the, the inheritance. With this story, there's no Roth 401k. There, there's nothing like that. The dad has to sell off his entire property, his farm, everything. And then, well, at least he has to sell off a third of it. He has to sell off the younger son's portion of it. Um, And so everyone there is going to be like, oh, this is weird. What's going on here? And every, like, this family would have become the outcast because they got they got issues. Son's got issues. And what's more, the dad allows it to happen. As far, yeah. And so that's like a huge, I don't quite understand this. I was reading different um, commentaries about this. Like, even just him selling it off, even the dad going, oh, okay. Because, right, you know, we talked about if if my kid would come up to me and say, dad, I wish you were dead. Give me my money. Um, there would be some choice words said to that child. Um, none of them would be okay. Um, unless that came in the middle of a different sentence somewhere. Um, right? Like, I would not do that. No one in their right mind would do this. So I was reading through some commentaries like, and, and no one really explains why. And I think that's okay. Um, I don't think we should explain why. If, if, if a parable doesn't tell us, it means it's not an important part of the parable. This isn't a real story that happened. This is Jesus telling a story to, to, to make a point. Uh, and so if we try and dig in for the details underneath and around the story, mm-hmm. we're, we're adding to the story details that Jesus didn't really need added to the story. So, you know, I, I talked to some people after church this weekend, you know, why? Why would the dad do that? Well, I don't know. Well, and it pertains, I, you know, looking at how it connects to our world, it's a question I feel a lot in, in our seventh and eighth religion classes. If, if God wanted us to be perfect and didn't want us to sin, why did he give us a chance? You know, it's, we don't know why that freedom is given to us. We don't know why the freedom is given to that youngest son, but we're not privy to that information because we're not supposed to be. Yeah, that's a big, I don't know. Um, but even in the commentaries I read, some of them were like, well, even this is a big act of grace on the father, uh, on, on, on the part of the father. I don't quite understand that, but that's what, that's what some smart people said. Him selling everything off and, and doing that it was an act of grace. So I don't get it. Well, I mean, it's, but, very, it's I, very similar to uh, I mean, even God, our father now allowing us to, I mean, we kind of, the inheritance of, of the earth, we kind of walk around and just kind of act like we're a bunch of prostitutes anyways. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that grace, you know, like I wouldn't, oh, thank you, God, for the grace to go be a stupid. But the grace comes from you need to make up, you need to make your own decisions. So therefore, when you come back, because that's the whole point of the parable is like, you're going to go screw up. We're going to open our arms and take you back. Yeah, that's where the grace right. comes in is the in the return. Yeah. But if we if we were forced to be there like the older child, like he assumed he because that's 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 the opinion of the older child. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm forced to be here like a slave. Yeah. Then I could I can pack I can I can imagine the grace of you have freedom to be a, a, a jerk. But when you realize that you're a jerk, I am here. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think that's grace, though. I think that's a different word. Um, <laughs> But I don't know. Like is grace. That- grace is. Um, well, let me see. Grace is God giving us what we don't deserve. Or is what Which Paul's means explaining freedom. is unconditional Maybe. love. Okay. Yeah, but grace is what we don't deserve. Giving God giving us what we don't deserve. So we talk about that as, you know, grace, God giving us faith, God giving us eternal life that we don't deserve. But I've not thought about it in terms of a free will sorts. I don't know. I've not I've not thought of it in that light. I find I find that freedom is the ability to walk away is what makes love love. And not slavery. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if you don't have that freedom to go well I'm not going to do this and then be able to turn around and say I apologize and you know mm-hmm. repent against it and then have that person that you wronged you the father or God himself and have him open his arms and say I, I forgive you and I'm glad you're back then the whole parable kind of just falls apart if you don't have that freedom to go if you're like the older brother yeah I mean that's why I think it, that's why I think there is grace in that okay. it might not be what you think is great because grace yeah grace is to me is like I'm going to do something that you don't deserve yeah right. yeah and so okay I, I, I 
I'm still processing all of all, a lot of that. So I love, yeah. I love freedom. That's what that's what these conversations are about. Not having right answers, but having conversations about because <laughs> if it's not directly stated, there might not be a clear right answer. So might not. Well, and and, and I guess I guess the question would be, um, you kind of raised over it what was happening before he said the parable. Yeah, and so the Pharisees were like nitpicking at him. Well, the Jesus was hanging out with you know sinners and tax those collectors. Tax collectors. Those Watch tax collectors. Tax. They're the worst. They're they're worse than bears. Um, but the, he was hanging out. Well, the reason, again, the reason tax collectors were such outcasts in that society is because, um, you know, the Roman government would just hire people from those areas to tax the people uh, and, and to collect their taxes. And so the way they'd collect their taxes um, is they'd be like, well, this is how much you owe. But I also want paid. Um, so I'm going to add a bunch onto that and say, this is how much you owe. And if you don't pay all of it, there's a nice Roman officer to help you pay. Yeah. Um, and so the tax collectors of that day just cheated their brothers and cheated their their fellow Jews out of a lot of money so that they could become rich. And so that's why the tax collectors were part of that. that. Yeah, I, know. I just, for this is for, for us, us tax collectors right now, which yeah. I don't really feel like I collect taxes. I feel like I no, you're not. Taxes. You you're, you're an intermediary. Yep. Um, because because they've, got a com- for you. they've got a computer system and an I. Yeah, IRS, uh, whatever. Um, but Jesus was eating with them, and that's a really big deal. Um, table fellowship um, with tax collectors and sinners would be very, very frowned upon in Jewish society because when you have table fellowship with someone, you're basically saying we're good. Like it's not just hey, let's have a meal. It's hey, let's let's break who, who you are and what yeah. you are is okay with me. Yeah. So is is the parable supposed to be that they're frowned upon these individuals? that the Pharisees deem as irredeemable, assuming. Yeah. And that Jesus, and he's, and they're sitting there saying, how could you possibly hang out with these degenerates? Yeah. I mean, they're doing podcasts and they're doing... Right, they're crazies. They're burning uh, pizza boxes in schools. Yep. You know, and doing taxes for, you know. Yeah. How could you possibly do that? And then he just goes, well, I got a parable for you. Let me tell you yeah. a story. So Jesus, and, and and we didn't talk about these either. Jesus tells two other parables before he tells this parable. Um, First, he tells the parable of the lost sheep. You know, the, there's a shepherd that has 100 sheep um one goes missing and so that shepherd leaves the 99 to go get that one and bring him back um then he tells the the this parable of the lost coin there's a lady who has 10 coins um that those 10 coins each coin probably would have been like a year's wage uh i I don't remember exactly um if that's stated but usually it's definitely a very wealthy coin or it's worth a lot so she loses one coin um and so she goes and sweeps the cat or sweeps the house and and finds it and celebrates and in both instances um it talks about how there will be celebrating rejoicing in heaven um and and i believe it's after the sheep i don't think it's after both i think it's just after the sheep it says there will be more um celebrating uh in heaven for one sinner who repents than 99 who don't need repentance um as we're reading that we're hearing well that we all need repentance um but the, the scribes and the pharisees who are there are the ones who would say we don't need to repent because we keep the law um and so yes as as jesus is telling these parables then he gets to the parable of the prodigal um and so you know as we get to the very end and we can kind of go back to the parable but as we get to the very end we we talk about the the older brother um and there's a cliffhanger left at the end of that because we don't hear how the older brother responds after the father begs him to come back in um we don't we don't hear does he does he walk away does he repent and come back we're left with a cliffhanger and basically what Jesus is saying is, you know, Pharisees, you felt joy when the shepherd found the, the lost sheep. You felt joy when the woman found the lost coin. Are you able to feel joy when the lost son returns? And, and it's basically saying, do you care more about money and animals than you do about people? Um, do you care about, and so in those, you know, both were livelihoods. You know, a shepherd's livelihood is keeping his sheep alive. But do you care more about the things of this earth than you do these humans that God has created in his image. Interesting point. Because I never, I don't remember any story or something. <coughs> it, I remember the It's sheep. two verses. I mean, yeah. Yeah. we jump from verse three to verse 11 and in verses four through 10, Jesus tells these two parables. Like they're, they're very fast. They're very, uh, and and in our, you know, if, if if we follow the the assigned readings for the day, they don't get read because we skip over them to to make sure we get the parable of the prodigal. Um, and so these two don't get read in that. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe it's because of, 
love that um, song we sang. I, I know the ninety. The prodigal. Well, oh yeah, the gotcha. The, yeah, the uh, reckless love song. Yeah, mm-hmm. talks about coming after us as yeah. being the lost sheep. Because yeah. I, I think I think there's more metaphor in that that we are the lost sheep. We're the yeah. one. Yeah, and, and you know, and we're the and I like that. I like that the best. So I like those other two the best because they're very clear on. I mean, that sheep's not having anything to do with finding his way back. That coin, especially that coin's not saying, "Hey, I'm over here. Come find me." Yeah. Um, I wish it worked that way. Both no, are, yeah. <laughs> both are sought after by the master, by the owner, by the shepherd. Um, and it is complete gift. You know, is is grace that they're found. Nothing, nothing that they did. Um, well, and Isla, particularly with the parable of the lost sheep, the sheep is the one that lands itself in trouble by wandering. There's there, it's not lost because the master lost it. It's lost because it was being a dumb butt and decided to go off on its own, which describes us as humans pretty accurately. Mm-hmm. You ever seen that meme of the of the sheep that's stuck in the, the crack? Yep. <laughs> and the guy's like trying to get it out and he finally gets it out and it just runs and jumps back at the guy. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's me this as a is, Christian. Yeah, I was going to say that is me every I, day. I shared that when it was when it was brand new and I, I, I captioned it. I used to wonder why Jesus spoke about us as sheep. I don't anymore. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it was perfect. Well, I just thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, that's it. Uh, okay, so, so the Pharisees are listening to these stories and then what yep. happens after? I mean, we have the cliffhanger with the prodigal, the other brother. Right. And then does it just kind of just, you notice that late, uh, Stacy's not here to read this. I know, Stacy's not here to read for us today. Well, um, Stacy is with our other children because both of our babysitters were unable to babysitter today. And you had talked about seven excuses, seven. Oh, yeah, the, um, uh, when the, um, when the son, when the older son responds to his father and says, look, and there's seven, basically he dishonors his father in seven different ways. Right. Look, uh, look. I mean, that's the first one. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know. My dear father. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't call him father. But yet the father responds, my son, you know. Um, so I do have those seven in a second if you want to look at them. Um, but it, he just goes on. Jesus also said to the to the disciples. So he basically leaves it there and then he turns and starts teaching his disciples. Um, just let this sit with you. Um, but then, um, so then he, so then he talks about money, the parable of the dishonest manager, which I think is the weirdest. Um, I still don't understand I don't one. I don't fully understand that one either that one I still need Jesus to return so that he can explain it to me well, I kind of feel like you have to read it now um, <laughs> but then but then it gets the Pharisees who were lovers of money heard all these things and they ridiculed him and so he said to them and so then he teaches them about that and divorce and remarriage and the rich man and Lazarus and so Jesus Jesus is in a teaching cycle right now and just saying Pharisees y'all better listen all right now do the, do the parable you don't understand because I, I gotta hear it now okay the parable of the dishonest manager dishonest manager yeah as in like manager of mcdonald's okay or kind of um he also said to his disciples there was a rich man who had a manager and charges were brought to him that this man was wasting his possessions and so he called to him and said what is it that i hear about you turn in the account of your management for you can no longer be manager and the manager said to himself what shall i do since my master is taking the management away from me not strong enough to dig i'm ashamed to beg i have decided what to do for that when i am removed from management people may receive me into their houses. So summoning his master's debtors one by one, he said to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. And so he said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. And he said to another, and how much do you owe? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. And the master commended that the master commended the dishonest, dishonest manager for his shrewdness. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own generation than the sons of light. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of unrighteous wealth so that when it fails they may receive you into the eternal dwellings one who is faithful in a very little is also faithful in much and one who is dishonest in a very little is also dishonest in much if then you have not been faithful uh, in the unrighteous wealth who will entrust you to the true riches who will entrust to you the true riches and if you have not been faithful uh, in that which is another's who will give you that which is your own no servant can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and money where's that last yeah everybody knows the last line um yeah i i gotta get out my um commentary and read and read some more about that but that that one is still one that i've i've had it explained to me i've i've, I've had but i'm just like i don't like part of it what they say is well he made sure that he took care of himself and his family as he was getting fired well, why does i don't get why the master commend 
blames him for that. Um, you lost me a bunch of money. Yeah, but good job. So I'm. That's one I just don't fully understand. But it's all right. Greg's preaching on the uh, the epistle this week, so was that the parable that would have been in the rotation? I'm not sure. I'm sure it's not in the rotation. Honestly, (laughs) they they wouldn't make you focus on that. (laughs) I don't know. I can look. I I don't know what Greg's preaching on. I know that he sent me an email and it was the most generic. Like (laughs) he said that your song picks were great. Oh, good because I (laughs) I I, I was sitting there going, I have no idea. Well, he's just like we're gonna talk about Jesus. Great. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it was. I've I've taught him well. (laughs) It was was almost like that. I was like, he goes, just read the the story. And I'm like, all right. And I read it. And I'm like, okay. Blanket statement. So I actually put the song of Jesus in. I was just like, let's put the song. (laughs) See what happens. No, it's not. It would not have been this. Anyways. So, um, yeah. So let's do that seven, seven uh, disgraces, not seven. Okay. So let me read. Somebody else should read because I feel like. My phone is charging. I can get you on that one. I can't see. (laughs) Oh, I had a story about that. Um, Luke. Luke 15. Oh, no. uh, It's at the end. But. Yeah. um, I got you. 30-ish. I could have the British boy, the British voice, read it. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Please don't. All right, I found it. Sure? Yep. What version are we reading? ESV. Oh, what the NIV. Sorry, Uh, I don't want to listen to you now. uh, (laughs) I mean, that's fair. (laughs) I'm going to mute you. (laughs) Go ahead. All right, shall I kick us off? Yes. Should should I bring up the thing and bring it up? What what reading are we doing? Uh, It would be Luke 15, starting at verse 29. Uh, If we're just doing the insults, it's 29 and 30. Luke 15, 29, and 30. ESV. Especially guilty. Yes, that is exactly it. <laughs> All right. But the son answered his father, Look, these many years I have served you, and I never disobeyed your command, yet you never gave me a young goat that I might celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him. Yep. All right. So there's the two verses. <laughs> um, so I, I got a funny story about it. I, go ahead. <laughs> I got one with the fattened calf. There you go. All right. Um, so, all right. So, basically, when when this all happens, um, the older son, he's coming back and he's hearing music. So, that should be a big deal already because music wasn't like... You didn't have a radio. I, yeah, you didn't just turn on the radio. Um, you didn't just throw on your, your, your Walkman. Uh, Walkman? <laughs> Put some vinyl on? Yeah, you did... <laughs> To, to have music, it had to be a very, very, very special occasion. Very special. So so he's coming back. He's hearing music. One, the father's been able to like do all of this while the older son's out in the field working. So he was able to like throw a huge party. And get a band. And get a <laughs> get band. A band yeah. and, and kill the fattened calf and prepare it while the son's out in the field. So it must have been a huge plantation, basically. Um, but the son's coming back and he knows something big like he uh, he pretty much has to know that his brother must have returned because he left for the field that morning and there wasn't a big party planned um and then the party's here so it's actually the older brother's job. he should have been coming in no matter what the reason was it should have been his job to come in and take over the party so that the father could be the host he should have been making sure that everything was taken care of he should have been like the um the party planner and making sure everything was moving smoothly so that the father could just be a gracious host and enjoy and and be with his guests. So already we're starting off poorly. Um, but as he, you know, as he throws out this look. Um, so the first thing is, yeah, just the way that he he addresses his father with no title. Um, so right here now, the, the father hasn't come out. No, the father did come out. Never mind. Um, but they're like in the party, right? The father didn't run out. I thought they were outside. They're outside, wasn't he but everything's outside. Wasn't he saying, please come in? Yes. So, but they're on on the fringe of the party it's it's like it's like if you were to come like if we were all up on your deck and and, and will was down here um and he started screaming at you everybody would have would watch even though they'd still be at the party everyone would see so so the way that he the way that he um addresses his father with with no title um already so that's one but already he's starting to like undermine his father in the midst of this huge party while guests are able to see um he also so, so Paul, will you pull the um, text back up just so you can kind of show as we go through this? Um, so then, look, these many years I've served you, right? So he shows this this attitude of a slave, not a son. Basically, I have been your servant. Um, I've not been your son. I've been your servant. Um, and so then, um, I, I've never disobeyed your command, yet he's insulting his father publicly while saying, I've never disobeyed you. Well, that's... Can't have that's, your cake and eat it too. That's the oxymoron yeah. right there. 
um, this is where, so all of this comes from um, Kenneth Bailey's book, Poet and Peasant, um, these seven things. Um, and so Kenneth Bailey here says, this is the spirit of the Pharisees. All these years, I've never disobeyed you, right? The If you go back earlier in the, the 99 who need no repentance, that's Jesus poking at them. Y'all think you're doing it perfectly that you don't need to repent. Jesus cares much more, you know, Jesus, the father cares much more about those who are lost, who repent because they know they need the father. Yes. Um, uh, fourth, the older son um, accuses father of favoritism uh, by saying, you never, uh, you never gave me a young goat. Um, I'm glad they changed it young goat because actually like it's a kid, which is, you know, young goat, but it would have been really awkward if he told his father, you never gave me a kid um, <laughs> if we're reading it. Um, so that's, that's the fourth one. Um, the older, um, the, oh, uh, you never gave me a kid. Um, the older son declares he's not part of the family. Um, and he, he kind of does that. Like I'd rather, I'd much rather celebrate with my friends. That's another one. He, he announces his concept of joy for the older son. A good meal with his buddies um, is an appropriate occasion for joy, but the recovery of his brother from the dead is not. So um, he's willing. So he's not willing to rejoice at this banquet. Um, and then the older brother attacks his younger brother, accusing him of. It's not just that. He says this son of yours. That's yes. That's where it's um, dissociation. Yeah. yeah. He's not part of the family. That's where that came out of. Yeah. yeah because that that's that's clear as day. Yeah. The son of yours. It has not, yeah. not my brother. Right. It's because I, I have a joke because I work with my wife at the office. Of course, I also work with my brother-in-law. And so sometimes I'll go, your sister did this. Yeah. <laughs> And he'll go, well, it's your wife. He's like, no, no, no. My wife would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And we do that. It's not like we'll we do that do as that. parents. That's like your, your child. child. <laughs> yep. I mean, day one, when Adam and Eve sinned for the first time, uh, Adam's <laughs> called to the carpet first. And when God says, what happened? He goes, the woman you put here with me, not my wife, the woman you, God, put here with me. Yeah. So then the last one is that um, he, you know, he calls out his brother first for, um, um, you know, devouring the property with prostitutes. So like all this unseedy living. Well, yeah, it's basically saying you gave him all this, gave him his inheritance and he want, and he, and he squandered, squandered that's the word I'm looking at. I was going to say wandered, but it yeah. makes sense. Squandered on prostitutes. But here's the thing. The brother just came from the field. He's not seen his brother. He has no idea what happened. But, but, the, but he's servant, the servant said beforehand that your brother's back. Come yeah, on. he's back, but it, he not, he doesn't say he's back and he, he he's came in, in with his so, legs. His, so you're saying that he knew? No, he is make. He's just assuming he has such a poor view of his brother that he's assuming that he went off and had a bunch of prostitutes and lost all his money. He has no. He has no true reason to be able to think that. Unless he, unless his brother's like, hey, I'll see you later. I'm going to Vegas. I'm, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, there's just that. Like the the son could have come back because you know if we go back. Um, let me. What what is the what is the um? And he said to him, your brother has come and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has received him back safe and sound. That's all that the older brother knows. Yeah. Because this party prep begins when the son returns and he doesn't know the party prep happened at all. Right. Yeah. Because he's working the other. Um, so then when he responds, um, but when the son of yours who has devoured your property with prostitutes, uh, when he came, the older brother is just making up a story. And actually, like, we assume that he probably spent it on lots of whatever he wanted to do. Maybe that included, but it doesn't necessarily have to. Maybe he just went and had lots of really good food. Um, but in the beginning of the but in the in the actual text doesn't say anything about how he he just squandered it on um what's the word fun living that's not right but reckless living i mean there's also i mean if he's if he's if jesus is pointing this towards the pharisees i mean how many times has um god called them prostitutes or i mean i'm talking about the israelite people oh yeah he just called them you know basically prostitutes of the world or whatever yeah exact words it seems to be a very parallel theme of you know, you guys squandered the earth using any of you prostitutes, so you unfaithful people, right? Essentially, yeah. So, um, I mean, is that kind of? I mean, could that be a parallel there? Or no, I what just... he's saying is, you know, you Pharisees are looking at these people. You have no idea what's actually going on in their lives. You just see them and call them sinner, 
customers and you put a lot more on them that maybe it not that it didn't necessarily not that they that isn't the case but just by looking at them or just by see you know you're assuming lots of stuff and and that's like with the um you know when the pharisees try to trap jesus and so they bring the woman caught in adultery um it's exactly the same thing like they don't bring the guy caught in adultery they bring the woman caught in adultery some would say well it's probably because it was one of the priests um that they're not going to bring the guy i'm not going that far but some have some have said that um i've heard it explained that in at that time you just automatically blame the woman yeah good right or indifferent um but good, bad or indifferent whoops but they're looking at this woman as or these these tax collectors and sinners um as like looking at them as their sin their identity as their sin rather than he was lost and now was found um he was dead but now he's alive and the brother can't see past that all the brother can see is the sin that he's at whether it's right or wrong the sin that he's imagining in his head about this person well it's and i mean how many how many of us have ever ever felt like at least i'm not as bad as that person oh absolutely i'm I'm better of Mm -hmm. of an individual i'm whatever because Mm -hmm. i'm not doing these things all the time i mean because we we don't want it to be a race to the bottom like i i I know very few people who say they would they're the best at you know they do but they don't like being the worst and it's very yeah like you you wouldn't want to say i I don't sin at all but you don't i'm the best at sitting yeah you're you you don't want to you don't want to sit there and very few people would say yeah i i can't find anyone who sins less than me like i don't know too many people have that attitude but you know what's interesting is you is is if you listen to the sermon this coming weekend you'll get paul who says both right i'm the hebrew of hebrews and i'm the sinner of sinners um so he's like yeah i'm the best and the worst I'm the worst. Well, yeah, yeah. But it, it's it's fascinating because we love to rank ourselves, and there's there's some comfort in knowing, you know, yeah, I, you know, I say I say a few words I shouldn't, and I talk about you know my my friends in ways I shouldn't. But at least you know I'm not like robbing banks or killing people. Like I I'm bad, but I'm not like real bad. Yeah. But the fact is, all sin condemns, and mm-hmm. that's where we get into a problem. There's there's a a view that I think many of us have ingrained in us that we're trying to outrun a bear attack. We'll just stick with the bears. Um, <laughs> and well. you don't have to be the fastest person to outrun a bear attack. It's going to be faster. Not, be, you yeah. just have to be faster than the slowest person. Yeah. Um, or maybe this, maybe there are lots of bears attacking and you just have to be in the top half or something. And, and if you get in the top half, then you'll get to be with Jesus forever. But if, if you're in the bottom half, then you get eaten by bears for all eternity. Um, Ouch. But, I'm sure that's biblical. Yeah, I feel I'm sure. if I got eaten by a bear, I would still go be with Jesus. So Not these bears. These are eternal bears. These are demon bears. <laughs> Um, <laughs> these are demon bears. Rar. You picked um, the wrong day to get into a bear hunt. Yeah. Um, but that's what like, but, but Casey, you're exactly right. It's not about, am I better than, you know, where am I on the, the, the Jesus or on the, the this scale? <laughs> where am I on the horizontal scale, the world scale? Um, it's, am I, am I redeemed? Have I been made right by God or not? And I think some of that has to do with to, to hand out earthly justice. There are crimes that deserve higher penalties, speeding and, and, and multiple bank robberies are not on the same level. So one should be punished on earth more than another. But God has stated that the penalty, like, like robbing a bank and, you know, speeding are the same thing. They are sin. It is breaking, it is breaking a law. It is breaking a rule. Breaking a rule is a sin. And so it doesn't matter what category of sin. There's not like level one and level five infractions. There's it's, not mortal and venial. It's just you sin and there's a penalty for that. And that's death. By bears. Mm-hmm. By bears. In other words, eternity. in other words, all all offenses are capital offenses. I think I just heard you say capitalist. You just made an <laughs> argument for socialism. <laughs> that was totally okay. what I was doing. Yep, yeah, there okay. we go. I'm kidding. Calm How down. is socialism? Yeah, don't write your letters. I'm calm. Biblical. Oh, it's called a joke. Okay. But you can write any emails that you would like to Trinity Fremont Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah, slap me inside the head. Lacey, what do you what do you think? I mean, you, you have you have these Pharisees who basically think that they're cooler than than skim milk. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> who is looking they're looking at Jesus going well why are you hanging out with these uh, pond scum which and, and I'm assuming they're saying and you you claim to be a rabbi yes and you're saying not you're not just hanging out with them you're eating with them so you're associating with them what I'm, what I'm trying because right now we have the benefit of being able to look at the Bible and have this kind of mentality yep. kind of as we grew up our whole entire lives back then they didn't they had what they knew they didn't have the gospels to read they had oh. Jesus there telling them but at the time they're like what yeah. 
what are you talking about? Yeah. So I, I'm wondering what that would look like today what, to go eat with tax collectors and sinners. What would be the equivalent? Yeah. Didn't oh. I do that about six months ago? No, it's very easy. It's just go eat with a Republican. <laughs> it would be the same thing. Sorry. Well, Paul's, yeah. Sometimes I feel like that, though. If you're not part of that camp, my group is part of, this is my my group, and I believe this. Therefore, if you don't believe that, then therefore. Well, yeah, but that, that's, yes. But I'm talking about what would, if Jesus were walking today on the, on the earth today, if you're walking physically in his walking. body that we could see him <laughs> I get you, I get you. on the earth today. And he could take the wheel. Um, <laughs> I mean, he could. What if, would that look like? Um, and who would be the Pharisees that he was talking to? Oh, I have my thoughts. I have mine too, but I don't know if I should say them. Would we? Would I be a Pharisee? Yes. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And I would be too. Yeah. Because I like to sit in my little Christian bubble and talk. Where it's comfortable. Talk with my friends about Christian stuff on, on a podcast and then go to my home, which is Christian, and, and then go work in a building that's all Christian and eat pork. Um... <laughs> And, and then do it all again tomorrow. Yes. And so what would that look like to do what Jesus did? You mean be graceful to other people? Particularly those the world to has specific, left behind. Like, not just to like, I'm not going to spit on you as I walk past, but he would, he had table fellowship with them. He sat and ate with them. He associated with them. But isn't that what we're doing when we're with people that maybe don't have the same beliefs as we do? You well, know, are you going to it's not, stop? It's not just like, hey, I'll eat, I'll eat dinner with you. you. Um, it's not just, hey, we can can watch a movie together i won't like walk out if i see you coming in with and you you look different than me or think differently than me but what would it look like to actually associate a fellowship with the tax collectors and sinners and i i don't know if i have a great answer for that a perfect answer for that because i think it's going to look differently for a lot of us but the older brother's job was to go and get the younger brother and bring him back and he was going to do that and he didn't he was so caught up in fulfilling what and he thought following was the rules, the rules. Right. yeah that he missed the important rule and it makes me think of another other verse where Jesus is also kind of shaping up the Pharisees and he tells them, I might butcher it a bit, but he tells them, you would do well to learn the, the verse, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. Like too often we, we, we think if I could, I can give so much of myself and, you know, I can, I, you know, I can donate just a little more and all those are good things. Jesus isn't saying sacrifice is bad, but those around us need our mercy because that's how they see Jesus through us. That's how we reach out. And uh, I mean, this is really, this is really the only time I, I know because it's the only time I've ever lived in but it feels like this time more than any previously it's very easy to call out what we don't approve of but that we have these high standards and if you don't meet you know my standards of what I think should be right living I get to I get to lay you out and make fun of you or, or worse and but that's not merciful that's putting down and Jesus calls for mercy in situations and that's where we can be your mind is blue my mind is just spinning <laughs> <laughs> That's not uncommon. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, but what uh, Gerber's basically asking us is, are we purposely shunning people or are we trying to associate? I mean, association and being kind to people, I mean, I guess is... Yeah. Because I could put up with a Democrat as long as I can, but then I don't want to associate with them. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but so it, it's it's... I mean, part of it is, yeah. Do I am I am I purposefully shunning people? But I think where where the older brother went off is he was trying to do everything to follow the rules to make himself worthy. But in doing so, he missed the big picture. He missed the big picture of the, the relationships. Yeah, he didn't go after the lamb. Yeah. Well, and then when there's a giant celebration, he's not happy to join in. He's ticked it happened at all. Yeah, and, and he's ticked that he didn't get one. Well, I mean, there, I mean, there's part of me that, that I can see that point of view. I worked my butt off. Yeah, and I was, I was, I was. Here here every day i mean right whatever yeah. i was here every day and then this idiot comes back and you're like hey what's that part yeah right i mean i can see his point of view except <laughs> for the fact that you know our ways are not his ways yeah and that really is what it comes down to is like whatever you think is right it's not what i mean god's going to be looking at this thing completely different than right mm-hmm. right and that's just because we have sin in our hearts and we can we kind of have a selfish part of us yeah. because it is all about me i was i was the one working hard why are you doing this oh, i'm blown i'm now i'm gonna have to go find out who i mean to. But that's what, like... I'm not being lazy. No. That's why, like, you're honest with me, and that's what I appreciate. I, I think we can do a better job of having conversations with. And I think I can do a better job of having conversations with people that I don't agree with, um, that I think are separated from Jesus. Uh, one, seeking them out and seeking out those conversations, um, but also just seeing them. And this is something I talk a lot about with my with my uh, confirmation students about identity. Um, you know, we talk about it's so easy to identify ourselves with things of this earth. And 
and and we see some people identifying themselves with what what God would call a sin, um, rather than seeing themselves as created in the image of God. Who yes, they sin, but that's not who they are. Um, but it's easy for me as a judgmental person to look at someone and first see them as their sin, um, like the older brother was doing with the younger brother, um, this son of yours um, that that went and squandered all your money, it devoured our your property. Yeah, with, with prostitutes. prostitutes, right? Um, what would it look like if every person? What, what? How would? How would my life change if every person that I saw, the first thing that I thought was image of God, image of God, image of God? It would probably change your second thought, right? And my third thought, yep. And my first action. Now, I'm not saying I'm a complete jerk to everyone no. that I, I walk around with, and well, I like. But I don't. I, know you are. I go to high V and I kick people in the back of the knees as I'm walking past just to see them fold backwards. Um, but is is that even feasibly possible? No. But what if what? one? Well, no. To, to look do at, that for every person. To do and, that for every person that you come across all the time. But, it's it's. But the what expected. if that one person? What what if I could do that for one more person this week? Because that's what I'm focused on. Baby step. Yeah. Paul got a shirt. Yay! Lacey's got one too. It's just sitting over there. For our audio listeners, Paul just held up a Baby Steps t-shirt. Yeah. Sweet. You know, I do have a... I do have a salt and pepper black otter like logo I have made. I should get it over to you. I, you, you know what? You've asked for it like six. You sent it to me. I put it on the back of a clipboard and I carried it around school when we did. What? Well, we don't. Yes. Have, we don't have it on a t-shirt. I had it. It was nice. in one of the podcasts. I, I and I said, well, if you can come up to me and tell me what this means and how to say it, oh, I would yeah. give you a fruit a snack. Oh, that's I do remember that. So then I put it on. I had I cut out the image on my silhouette machine and I put it on the back of a clipboard and I walked around the school and a couple of people were like salt and pepper black otter. Simul Eustace Eplicotter, Satan Sinner, all in one. And I'm like, oh, someone actually Simon, paid attention. Simultaneously sent it, Saint Sinner. Yep. Yep. Going back to this, this, I don't want to go crazy on, on, on the Saint Sinner thing because we are, that's what we're basically talking about. Yeah. yeah. And, and because there is a lot, I mean, I guess I, I find myself trying to be graceful with people and have, what, what was it, not uh, work. Desiring uh, uh, mercy. mercy and not sacrifice. I, I would like to think that I have more mercy than I do. Um, sacrifice. God. <laughs> I wish my brain. I wish my brain had mercy on my brain. Uh, you know. Anyway, uh, but I, I would like to think that. But I can also see myself going. I don't like this person. Why? Because. Right. Yeah. Because you know. I mean, yeah. how often does does someone you know that we're friends with on, on Facebook or your your choice of social media we scroll by and they have a contrary opinion and you roll your eyes you sneer moron <laughs> yeah and if they have enough contrary opinions it's just easier to unfollow than to yep. well hey, the thirty day mute exists too well there's one. <laughs> thing there's one thing to disagree with opinion yeah it's another thing to completely despise that person right because, because of it yeah yeah and that, I, yeah that's what we're seeing more and more and i get i don't i don't think now is any different than 50 years ago um i just think it's social media brings it out it's, yeah it's I, easier it's to see easier and harder to, do. to escape yep um but it's i mean we see it so clearly with and i know paul you brought it up and said but like with with our parties um with, with with political parties it like you must be an awful person if you vote this the way. opposite way that I vote. I mean, that that's just so ingrained in us is that, that is, they're now they're the enemy. You are, this defines everything and I got, I got to, uh, when we were talking about, we began that talk with our 7th and 8th grade religion class about identities and what baptism does and so that I, talk, I, I not, use, not the other talk. Okay, yeah, I, I say oh no. Yeah, I talked and I use, I use Peyton as an example. Of but, course. And, but Because he was the first one to make eye contact so I said, <laughs> let's suppose for some reason that Peyton here enters politics and you've never met him before. He's at, he's at the state level so he's not a name you would know and Peyton's on TV he's given an interview and right next to his name is a is a is this is this little R and already you know you think you know so much about a a person you've never met and you automatically either really like him or you really don't and you're not even listening to what he's saying on the TV because you saw a little letter next to his name and you assumed everything about him Peyton thought that was kind of funny well well, it's true Mm -hmm. it's true though Mm -hmm. I mean I also see that when they wear a Yankee hat I say the same thing yeah Mm -hmm. or a Cardinals hat yeah, I don't think the same thing that Carl's had. But can't see I, over there. Yeah, we're in Iowa. The, the silver, but the thing the is, is that I, mean, I, I joke about it because I mean I don't really care about the Yankee hat because they haven't been good for a while. But um, <laughs> neither is Red Sox. <laughs> One topic at a time. But I will say that the politics thing is real. Mm-hmm. I mean that is that is dividing. It is, and I'll even tell some young ones don't really know what they're saying by saying a name or Republican or Democrat, and I'm just like, you know what? We don't need to talk about that. I'm uh, like, 
that's you guys just it's yeah. a hot button it's oh, my daughter says stuff and i'm like where did you where get did you get this yep. yeah and you're like well from so and so yeah yep. yeah <laughs> so anyways well it's just the same thing that i mean i have always had that mentality somebody will say oh my god you said the s word i go i didn't say socialism and and that would you know it would just come out oh that's no i was saying insult what's that nothing no, <laughs> that's, that's what he yeah but that's what i would i would be like right, what you know but i mean that's just because i'm a, I'm a but i would i would like to i would like to think at least in my my bushy brain that on an individual level if I, it doesn't matter what political party or, or whatever they are that i would i would be more merciful than not now as a group of people because like I, I like i like people i hate i like a person let me put it that way i hate yeah. people okay <laughs> Well, and that's what As like you sit here with three. No, no, but that's but your individual <laughs> but, people. But yeah. you're talking about I'm talking about the horde. Well, but that's what. But all the hordes are eventually people. People, but on a one-to-one basis, yes, yeah. you can deal with them. And all okay. the hordes as collectives are eventually probably evil. Like not, I mean, hopefully not the church, the Christian horde. But wow. we do some. We're pretty uh, hypocritical. We are. I mean, you look at a, a lot of things. You, I mean, there are lots of scandals within. Uh, if you look at the big picture, lots of scandals within the church and the because it's a bunch of sinful people um and you get a bunch if you, you get enough sinful people together fuel the fire the the sin comes out the bears come out. The, the bears, bears. come out yeah the, the, the bears. demon bears <laughs> the bears the bears um so wow this I, is this yeah so that question i think and then just for all of us to really consider this week uh this is the one that is kind of on my mind this week is what does it look like to to be to live how the the older brother should have and gone after the younger brother or what is g what does it look like when Jesus hangs out with, associates with, has, eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners. What could that look like in my life? Who's the one? Because right baby steps, not who are the 15,000 people that I could go hang out with. Who's the one person that Jesus is calling me? Because in all of these instances, in all of these parables, you know, the, the shepherd doesn't leave the one to go find the 99 and bring them back. The shepherd leaves the 99. He goes to find one and bring him back. Who's the one that Jesus is putting in front of me? Who's the one that Jesus is in putting in front of you? you this week to go bring back or to go like hey come to church hey i miss you hey let's hang out let's go get a beer hey um you know whatever it is easter's coming up easter's a great time to and like it's the least awkward time to invite someone to church um and the easiest because they can say yes and they can go to and 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 they can say oh i must have been on the other side of the church because it was full and i didn't see everybody right they can lie to you about it if they don't show up but like easter's the easiest time christmas and easter are the two easiest times to invite someone to church um because even people who don't go to church very often, that's when they go. So invite someone to church for Easter. I did. Yay. Oh, never heard me. Yeah, it's great. Fantastic. Well, I was just talking. Yeah. But I just I just want to, uh, this is a video for everybody, just to make sure you understand that even though you might go sit with that individual, this sometimes happens. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, you, you know, just in case. This is us pulling ourselves out of, I mean, pulling this, this is Jesus pulling us out of the out of the ditch. For our audio listeners, it's a sheep getting pulled out it's of a ravine sheep. just and to jump back in. Jump it right back, back in. in. You know, along those lines, uh, one of my friends had shared, uh, who's a DCE, shared that um, something that happened in a Sunday school classroom with this very parable. The teacher asked, uh, <laughs> who, uh, who was most upset that the younger brother returned home? And one of the Sunday schoolers replied, the fattened calf. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. the, the funny thing is, is that we've heard the prodigal story a lot. I mean, I've heard it before numerous yeah. times. And I don't know if I ever focused on the older brother enough. Well, and, and that's really who, for all of us that are hearing it all the time, that's what we should be listening to. Yeah, I think the, yeah, yeah, there is, there is, there is a bigger. I mean, there's, there's big points every point of that story. Right. But I mean, that's I think you, point. I think you even brought it up during the message. It was like there was two parables in this one. Yeah. Well, you know, and one of my friends broke it down slightly different because the the title we get for prodigal son is actually not named in it. It's it's the heading that's been added to it to help right. us yeah. break it down in the Bible. And what he would do is he'd actually cross out that title and write in its place the ever-loving father. Well, pro- I, yeah. I think prodigal still fits for father, but Tim yeah. Keller um, uh, wrote a book, The Prodigal God, Prodigal Father. I don't remember which one it is. I just finished reading a book of his. Um, but the word prodigal means extravagantly wasteful, basically. Um, and really that is what God is towards us. Like absolutely overabundantly 
actually wastefully, quote unquote, wastefully gives us grace, gives us love, gives us mercy over and over and over. No matter how many times we walk away, no matter how many times, you know, other people, if there were people from the outside watching our lives going, why, why does he keep letting them back in every week? Why does he keep, why does he keep saying, yes, I forgive you? He knows that they're just going to go do it again. And this is coming on the heels of last week when we talked about, you know, bearing fruit. Yeah. And he wanted to cut us down. Yeah. He's just going, ah, let me give you another year. Well, and that's so interestingly, <laughs> thanks for bringing that up because I, I looked at time and we're, we're, we're probably done. But Stacy oh. wanted to say this. Um, She's, uh, yeah, babysitters couldn't do it. But, um, you know, she made the comment last week where she's like, I feel like I don't see the fruit. You know, there, there are so many times where I just I don't, I, I'm in a, a season where I just feel like I'm pouring into it and, and the fruit's just not there. The very next morning, um, she talked to someone and had no, like, not because of this, not, but she talked to someone that next morning and all of a sudden it was like, oh, there's the fruit. And it was, so what she wanted to say and what she would have said today is, um, we might not always see the fruit, um, but that doesn't mean it's not there. Agreed. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be remiss of us to think that our interactions with people throughout our lives, good, bad, or ugly, yeah. um, that every one of us has a, has a different reaction to our interactions with other people. So, right. and how that, how that seed or whatever metaphor you want to use, right. you know, affects our lives. Because I can still think back of people that I met once that affected my life more than somebody that I hung out with for yeah. years. Yeah. Well, and with with that one, right, the, the tree was flowering. So it wasn't really time for it to bear fruit yet. Um, But what if somebody just needed shade? Right? What if that's the fruit that that tree, what if, what if you, 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 you know, whatever your position is, whatever your job is, whatever you think you're good at, um, and that's where you're looking for your fruit. What if it's just a good friend? Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what somebody needed. And that's where you, well, and, and, fruit. Ka- and Casey brought up, I think the biggest thing I got out of last, last was the last week we talked about, I don't yeah. know, mm-hmm. was that Jesus was the gardener and I never, it never clicked until you said that. And I was like, well, duh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so how Jesus puts somebody in so you can have shade or how yeah. those things are, because there is, there's somebody uh-huh. gardening us and uh-huh. pruning us. And, 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 and I think of, I think of, I mean, my wife loves doing flowers, but there's times you have to cut out the old junk and get it out of the way so new yep. stuff grow. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, and talking about how the prodigal, the parable of the prodigal son ends in a cliffhanger, that one does too. We don't hear how the tree fares. We know that, but we know that the gardener takes it upon him to work on it, but we don't know how that goes. And that's... We assume there's a victory there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's Jesus as the gardener, so you think right, so. Right, because Jesus is the one, yeah, but, Jesus but, is being the gardener. But I think it's also indicative of, you know, sometimes you won't see the fruit. That doesn't mean you don't try. Of course, there's another time in, in Mark um, where Jesus is going into Jerusalem yep. and he sees the fruit tree and it's not bearing fruit. This is the one. Maybe this is the one that's flowering. So it's not even time for it to bear fruit. And he's like, I'm hungry. You don't have fruit. Curse you. And then they go into Jerusalem and then they come back out. And on the way back out, like it has withered from its roots. Um, so it did. It's what I did. Plants. <laughs> I don't even need to curse them. I just need to touch them (laughs) at some point in their lives. That's that's to look at them very carefully. So there, I mean, Jesus uses different things to teach at different times. Yeah, I can't imagine why we're all. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right. Well, this was a great conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wrap it up. Casey, you want to pray? You got it. All right. Gracious Father, uh, thank you so much for being just that. A uh, gracious Father who it's hard to understand the grace that you give us because we do not deserve it with our defiant nature towards you. Um, Lord, if, if if we are the son who runs away and has squandered what you've given us, Lord, uh, I pray that you turn us back to where we should be, which is towards you. And Lord, if the parable of the older son applies to us, turn our hearts to those that you are bringing back to our kingdom, not as one that, that we are in competition with, but as those who are welcome back to our family. And may we party just as much with them as we would hope that others would see in us. Lord, uh, I, I pray that your, your grace is made evident, not only through you, but so that others can see it through us. And help us find that one person in our lives where we can be you to bring them back to the fold. It is in your name we pray. Amen. All right. Amen. Yeah. I feel good. Easter's coming. Yep. Yeah. So uh, Gerber sent me a, a song list and I looked at it and went, wow. No. It was like, out of all the songs, I'm like, I, I was like, apparently we're going to be uh, really uh, paying for Phil Wickham's Easter dinner because <laughs> <laughs> I had no, apparently the first three songs that I picked were all Phil Wickham. I, I guess I like Phil. Well, it doesn't know. So Stacy loves Phil Wickham, especially his acoustic. Like she'll just play his acoustic set on repeat in her house at all times. So I guess it's been, I guess she's been yeah. ingraining that into me. And manipulating you. Yeah, apparently. Now, I, Good I mean, manipulation. He has, he has a lot of that kind of fit with the Easter thing. But, yeah. Um, no, I, I mean, I might tweak it a little. 
little bit. That, but, that's fine. But yeah, we're gonna have some. Uh, I, I, we might actually have a full band. Yeah, that's like, what I heard. Full, full, full. Like oh, full, 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 full. Yep. Full, 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 full. So I'm kind of excited about that. Mm-hmm. And, and we have a choir on eight yep. o'clock. Yep. And they're singing three songs. That'll be yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Do we actually have a full choir coming? I mean, a lot of people. Sign yeah. Up for that. I, I, I don't. I know. I know there are a number of people. I don't know. I, I didn't like go on Sunday night to see who was there. But the, some, some of our new members in the last couple months are are jumping into. So that's fun. Yep. That's, awesome. that's good. Yeah. So yeah, Easter's coming. Um, also tax season. Almost tax over. season's almost over. It's like the same celebration, all in one. It's all on the same weekend. So. Yeah. <laughs> Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to Jesus is due celebration. Well, it was one of those funny things because uh, uh, the way that tax season fifteenth is on a Friday, but on Good Friday. Yep. But because it's also Emancipation Day or something, that's a federal holiday, so they moved it to the eighteenth. Good, because I haven't dropped mine off yet. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it, so I, so everybody was asking me, like, I'm what, how they were asking me today, how are we handling that? And I'm like, well, it's Easter weekend, so uh, the 15th to 15th, and that's where we're ending. We'll use the 18th as a little thing, but we're not going to be open the 16th. And they were like, what? And I'm like, I'm not spending three extra days no. because the yep. government decided to put a holiday on the third Sunday of yeah. April, on the third yeah. Friday of April, just to mess with me. Yep. <laughs> anyway, that's not my, my yeah. point. But but so so for, um, we've got services that Holy Week, Monday, Thursday, um, Good Friday, um, the Saturday Vigil, um, all at 6 o'clock uh, p.m. Easter Sunday, we've got 6 a.m. At the um, at Memorial Cemetery, and then eight and ten thirty at, at Trinity. And in between those two services at Trinity, there's uh, our youth are hosting an Easter breakfast, and a free will donation will go towards both our junior and senior high ministries. Uh, if you'd like to donate, there's way. If you'd like to donate food, there's ways you can do that, and you can pick up those forms at the church. Cool. There cool. You go. Cool, cool, cool. Or if you want them cool, cool, cool. in email form, you can email the podcast. Trinity cool. Fremont. No, yeah, Trinity Fremont Podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. So uh, are you going to go cook, cook pizza tonight? No. Oh. I had a chicken fajita wrap. It's delicious. I have not eaten. Mm. You should. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I will not have a chicken fajita wrap. That's what I mean. I had pork. Okay. <laughs> Actually, not very pharisaical there. Good. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Peace out. Are we peacing out? We're peacing All right. out. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Good night. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Hold on, I gotta get my butt. Wait, hurry. Now, good night. Uh, I love the delay on this. Thanks for joining us this week. We pray that the Holy Spirit has used this time to focus you in on the one thing that you can practice this week as you live out your faith in your family and in your community. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it with a friend. If you would like to support the work that God is doing through Trinity Fremont, you can text a donation to 1-844-353-5782 or you can give online at www.trinityfremont.com slash donate.